Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 106 of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast. Doing this again in Reza's room, now that I'm, we're uh, all home for the holidays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is so. the super professional studio that we have. Yeah, just sitting on a couple chairs, yeah. next to a microphone. Next to the Xbox. Next to the Xbox. Next to the Xbox. It's not on, it was on. It was on, we um, just had to get our fix real quick. Yeah. So, uh... Going to cover, what, two things today? Yeah, today we're covering two things. Um, last week we talked, we closed uh, saying that we were going to discuss an article that was published on Village Voice. It's a five-year-old article. It's Dear Single Woman of New York. Uh, it's not you, or it's not them, it's you. Yeah, that's the opposite of what it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's not them, it's yeah, you. It's the exact opposite, actually. And uh, the second topic, which we're going to save to the end, we're going to discuss the new Star Wars movie, Rogue One. In full detail. Yeah, so there will be spoilers. So All the gonna, spoilers. Yeah, we're going to save that for last. That's like a 30-minute sort of grace period, so feel free if you yeah. want to talk about Star Wars, or uh, hear us talk about Star Wars, you have 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. To bug so, out. And we'll, we'll do another reminder, we're not going to just jump right into it with oh, we all will. the spoilers and stuff. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, you'll be able to shut it off there, or pause it, come back, listen, whatever, whatever you want. Let's do it. But, so, yeah, we'll talk about this, this article. So, admittedly, I have read this article, but it's been a week since I've read this article, so I'm going to let Sandy refresh my memory and give a quick... Quick introduction to what it's all about if you so, haven't read it. So, remind me who the author is. Her name is Jen Dahl. Okay. She wrote this article in the Village Voice five years ago. And like Reza just said, it's titled Dear Single Women of New York. It's not them, it's you. And I think her idea was to come at dating from a woman's perspective from a bit of a different point of view. Normally it's, oh, why are guys just trying to slide into my DMs or why are guys just DDF? You know, where are all the good guys in New York? Um, and she's saying it actually might have to do with uh, a couple of things on the women's side that we do sort of instinctually. We being the royal we. <laughs> <laughs> we being the royal we. Um, women might do instinctually that they're not totally aware of uh, could be something that leads to them not finding what they want. Right. Two main things I think came out of this article. One is really not knowing what you want. So by that, it's sort of, okay, you go out with these guys and you think, oh, I want this. Um, you know, you might want somebody who is uh, like really passionate about things, really dedicated, really driven. Um, but then you realize when you're with that person, oh, they actually spend a lot of time on their career because of those very things that you were looking for. Exactly. And it's like, oh, well, I'm not getting the attention or, you know, I don't feel like he's in this relationship. Maybe I don't want someone who's as driven, who's as passionate about things. Not to say that you don't, you don't want someone without those. It's just you have to realize where the uh, the levels are for everything. So it's like, maybe we'll dial that down a little bit. Or it's, uh, oh, you know, you want somebody who uh, who's like very emotional and like in touch with their feelings. But then you find somebody like that and like, oh, they might be a little too in touch with stuff. So, you're trying to figure out like where where that where that lies, and it's, I think, something that we all have to go through. Um, I mean, you might be lucky enough where you find somebody that you click with really quickly, and that's great. Right. 
the there's a lot of people out there who are just they just got to go through a ton of different people to figure out that's what I like that's what I don't like um, that's not enough to mask the stuff that I don't like let me just go to the next guy or next to the next girl we'll use guys in this situation because we're talking about women right sure um, so it's okay so trying to figure out exactly what you want uh, is is one thing that is sort of one of the cornerstones of her discussion. It's, you got to figure out what you want. And then it leads into, also into the second art, uh, piece, which is, great, you figured out what you want. And for a lot of women, it's, I want somebody who's tall, dark, handsome, who is, like, uh, super smart, who is, funny. like, funny, athletic, in touch with their feelings, has a dog, right. but also has a cat, great with my mom, like, all these things. Right. And it's great, you... We all want somebody like that. But you realize, okay, there's people like that out there. Mm-hmm. There's 7 billion people on this planet. Half of them are guys. You're bound to find somebody like that. But you just realize that that's sort of creme de la creme, right? So if you want someone like that, you bet there's a ton of other women who want that as well. What makes you stand out so that he, when he comes around, he goes, I, I like you, I want you. Because if you want the best, then... What are you willing? What kind of work are you willing to put in to make it so that you're the, you're as desirable as that person? That construct is as desirable. You know, I've got I've got a lot of friends who are like, oh, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm single. It always seems like the guy's looking to like just mess around. He's not serious. Um, it's okay. You know, what kind of guys are you going after? It's like, well, I'm going after like the tall, preppy, uh, fraternity type, like the all American. <laughs> it's like. Okay, well, maybe maybe there's something there. Maybe yeah. it's you. You can totally like that. Right. But what are those guys used to? Right. It's, it's not so much like oh well that's unfair. So yeah, but these all American fraternity guys are used to these sorority houses, these parties that they're always with, that they're always at. Massive generalizations, obviously. But it's these guys. Bodies are always around, so the access is not lacking. So if you grow, if you're that guy and you're growing up with that kind of access, you're a good-looking dude, you're a fraternity, you've got you know a good bone structure, come from a good family, you're gonna be in demand. So you get to pick a pick of the litter, right? Yeah. So if now everyone's in New York and you want that guy, you gotta be what that person wants, and you gotta be damn well good enough that he hangs up the cleats. He's like, I, I ain't dancing around no more. I'm dancing with you. But if you're not willing to put the work in, if you think the guy's got to be the one that does all the work, I feel like that's an antiquated view of dating. That's fair. Um, yeah, as I read through it, I mean, it's it's there, there's I guess I had a lot of thoughts as I was reading through it, and I, I felt so uh, going. I guess going back to the first point, mm-hmm. the first topic, um, it seemed like all right. Well, what do you, what do you want, or do you know what you want, and I feel so. This is coming from my perspective. Again. Sure. So, f- so from my perspective is I-, I never really actively dated. I had only gone out on you know a let's hang out kind of date or whatever yeah. you want to call it with Lena. We end up clicking and we end up staying together. Yeah. So I was never out. I was never actually out there looking for features or looking for things in a person that. Uh, yeah. That I, you know, that I was looking. There was for no me, sliding me. the DMs for it's, you. There was, I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't like on Tinder swiping left, right, looking looking through all sorts of profiles. Isn't that what I was just doing before we turned yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah. Now, Sorry. one thing that I did think was interesting about this was that it's written in 2011. Yeah. 
And so as I was reading this, I was reading it from a 2016 point of view. Yeah. What's funny about that is when I really think about that, 2011 is not that long ago. However, the the dating technology has changed yeah. significantly where you have things like Tinder and other mobile dating uh, yeah. apps. Tinder wasn't around when we were quick. in college, was it? Or I it just started? I, I don't Like think. really small on like certain college campuses. Yeah, maybe. I don't really know much about the history, but... Um, I remember hearing about Grinder in yep. like 2010. I yeah, Grinder was definitely the college, first. And I heard about Tinder probably 2013, maybe. Okay. Somewhere around that time. Okay. You may have been one of the first people that I knew that was using it, or at least the the first time I'd heard of anyone like you know actively using it. Right. I, guess. I mean, it it caught on quick. So it did. That's not to say you were the. You were the trendsender for my for my group no, of friends, no, no. but you were you know I knew you were using it, and a few yeah. of my other friends were using Tinder it. Tinder caught so. on like wildfire. Yeah. Now, when uh, so so when we think about you know dating in 2011, there are things like there is still like eHarmony, OkCupid, other dating websites, but um, you can still be dating kind of friend of a friend uh, or coworker or someone that you ran into on the street that you know they said something to you, whatever it would be, and. I I kind of had to repurpose or rethink my thoughts on this as a whole, like the the article in general. These aren't mm-hmm. just people. These aren't like it's not necessarily just sliding your DM DMs. Just people like seeing a quick profile of you and saying, "Hey, let me let me let me holler at you yeah. real quick," you know. Yeah. Um. But what I what what the thing I kept coming back to when I was reading it is that it wasn't. It's it's not necessarily just the women. It's both. Both sides, both. Oh, people, sure. You know, so. But. I thought what a good point was, and we did touch on this last week on the podcast mm-hmm. when we were talking about the. I guess it was the thirteen points that make a strong relationship. Oh yeah. It's that. I feel that some people when they're dating, they're too quick to pick like a specific feature, something that might come up, something that someone might say during a yeah. conversation. And be like, you know what? That's a game changer for me. That's a game killer for me. Game Why killer, bother, right? Yeah. Whereas when I'm dating Lena, like we weren't really dating. I wasn't. I wasn't like saying, okay, well, she said something that I didn't like, so let me just go look for look at the next person. Yeah. Because it's not, you know, like the the old MTV dating show Next. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, you're great. I really enjoyed the last thirty minutes of our of our little date here, but yeah. I'm really curious to see what else is on the bus. So I'm gonna go ahead and say say Next, right? Right. Um, but. For for the two of us, it's like oh, you know, we might get in a little fight. She might say something that irritates me, or something that I find a little. I don't know. I don't want to say irritating because it wasn't necessarily like that. But she may some, say something that was a little off putting, mm-hmm. maybe a point of view that she had about something that I thought was a little different or strange. And when she says it, you know, it wasn't like she was saying it like that. It just. But if I was dating her, if it was just like a Tinder date, maybe I would just be like, yeah, whatever. So I do. I feel that a lot of people when they're doing this, when they're doing these like kind of quick dating or whatever, that I I feel this is, again from my point of view that both sides, not just the guy, not just the girl, are too quick to hang up. On oh somebody. sure. Now this is also coming from the point of view of a man who doesn't necessarily believe in soulmates. So I'm not. I I don't think that there's just one person no, out no. there for you. You know. Now, no. Other people do. Lena does. Lena thinks that Lena believes in soulmates. I don't. I don't believe in soulmates. I don't think there's just a one person out there for you. She you knows know? you don't believe in them, right? Yeah, yeah. She knows that. Does she believe that you're her soulmate? Yeah, but she also is like, well, if you don't believe it, if you don't believe in soulmates, then 
I hope that, you know, we don't work out then. Yeah, I hope you're right. I'm like, well, you know, if we don't work out, then that just means I'm not your soul. I wasn't your soulmate in the first place. So you're still good. But I just don't believe in soulmates. Wow. I feel you're going to hit her with the, your princess is in another castle line, huh? <laughs> basically. That's basically what it comes down to. No, I just feel that there, it's, it's just all about, it's all about compatibility with of personalities and, and obviously physical attraction too. So that's definitely going to be a strong point on it. You know, are yeah. you, are you physically attracted to this person? Are you, are you comfortable waking up next to them in the morning or is, you know, is the sex good is whatever the, you know, can you joke around with each other? Do you laugh a lot? Yeah. And so that I feel, I feel that can be a lot of people. If you're willing to deal with each other's quirks over time, you're willing to work with one another. I feel plenty of people can work out. So yeah, I don't I don't necessarily feel that there's a soulmate. Now some people's personalities may be more difficult to deal with than others, so it could make that person a more difficult match. Mm-hmm. It could be diff- more difficult for you to find a match than others. But overall, I feel like yeah, you could probably work out with with plenty of people, which I guess comes back to the point then make, that allows you to be selective, right? It can allow you to be selective because you don't feel like well, you know that person is great, but they're not. I think it puts on a lot of pressure to be on all the time. Yeah. At least until you sort of say, all right, I'm going to lock this down for a little bit. We ain't going to see other people. Mm-hmm. That's when, up until that point, you you got to be on your A-game because the, the threat of, well, you said something dumb. And it could, and traditionally, it would just be, yeah, you said something dumb. I'm gonna call you out on yeah, it. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about maybe, it. But... Maybe you didn't mean it the way. Maybe you didn't mean it the way I interpreted it, right? Yeah. Let's talk about this. Let's figure out what was behind that. Yeah, and you say, and then you 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 get over it or you don't. Right. But most people, you're able to get over it. Right. If it's if it's small enough, and normally it is. Yeah. But Unless now it's, like... it's it's like wait a second, what did you say? Oh, you said that, yeah. and then you're all immediately like, well, well, I'm done with this. Yeah. There's about seven million. <laughs> like profiles in my pocket right now that I can just swipe through. Like if you're not good, if you're gonna bring some nonsense my way, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say thank you very much. You're this is not gonna work out. There's very little uh, desire or really pressure to to stick around right. when you can when you can look in your phone and say, well, all right, let's just go back into the well and see what see what we find. Right. So it's good and bad, yeah. Because you're being able, you're able to connect with so many more people. Connect, mm-hmm. by, I'm putting in quotes there, just by their profile sliding onto your uh, your phone. But it's like, what am I? What am I looking for when I'm swiping? Like, what what frame that's of mind a, am I? I guess in? that's the thing that I that's that's the question that I have for like you and other people that I know yeah. that on these apps is like, well, what what is it exactly that you're looking for? Because I don't know, I don't know if I know anyone that's found a serious relationship. Oh, I know people who got married of off of Tinder. I know you. Oh, t- off of Tinder. Off of Tinder, oh, yeah. Wow. Tinder's now changed so much from your from your standard like hookup app to mm-hmm. like. It's just a way to just connect with people. People use Tinder all the time just to say, hey. Just have a conversation. Have a conversation. Hey, yeah. you look it's interesting. It's not even just a dating thing. It's just like, maybe I'm interested in talking to you. Uh, well, more of know. just, it's still definitely dating. Okay. But it's more of a, hey, let's grab a cup of coffee. Let's grab a drink. Gotcha. All right, great. Let's, let's see. Like, I just met this person off on Tinder. Tinder is one of the, the like, the wider selection pens. Right. Just, yeah, anyone can get a Tinder profile. You know? It all depends on what mood you're in, what time of day you're swiping. Because if I swipe in the afternoon, it's like, yeah, you know, 
I'm not like down right now. I mean, I'm always down, but <laughs> I'm not down. Um, but when we're like dutying or something, like later in the evening, right. and I'm waiting for rounds to when we're in between rounds or, in, or whatever. I'll swipe through a few profiles, and I'm probably more interested then because at night, you know. Right. Um, but on Tinder and all that stuff, I think what I'm trying to find out is what am I really swiping for? What am I looking for? Am I just looking for like the the beautiful girls? And then, yeah, swipe right on them, and then swipe left on something else, um, or someone else, something else, Jesus. Um, like, what am I actually looking for? And I think I got, that's something i got to figure out in the new year. Like, be a little bit more serious about what I'm swiping right on. You know, I need to talk to some girls that use Tinder, because I don't know, like, I, I have I have plenty of friends who are girls, but none of them use Tinder, or at least use it frequently. They may They may have used it. I know plenty of guys who use it, and every time I want, I see the guys use it. They are so fast through the yeah. through those pictures. They're they're literally going through profiles in yeah. less than a second. I mean, and I'll so, show you right now. Yeah, Santa's going to give a live demo of how yeah. quickly. Like, I want to I want to find. Also, out I'm tindering at home, yeah. so the sample size There's, is a lot smaller. Yeah, when you're in New York City, you get, like you said, so what 70, 70 million people. Seven million, half of them are women, probably. Yeah, so you're, you, you got, cut another half. Like we're looking at maybe somewhere in the neighborhood of anywhere between like. I mean, comfortably say like a million profiles. Yeah. So. And I get a hundred likes right now because I, I don't pay for this. You're right. So I was like, okay, we're looking at this Asian girl, right? Uh-huh. Like, I'm already tapping in. Okay. She's so five foot 11, looking for someone taller than me. Like, I would n- normally not have tapped in. So I'd be like, all right, well, now that I know. You just went, yeah? No. I don't know. Like, what is this? This right. is um, this is a Jennifer, right? And then, like, her first photo's dark. It ain't looking good because the, the, the full so- profile quality, the. Profile picture quality is bad. So how often do you go into a profile? Very, very little. Okay. What's the point of going in if we're not going to connect anyways? <laughs> okay. Like once you start connecting, then I'll read about it. Okay. We just found out that previous woman was a mother of two, right? Like yeah, I wouldn't have yeah. known that. Right. I'm from Brazil, but I'm living in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Great. Like, do I really care? No. Yes. Definitely no. No. Yes. Maybe. You know, like what's <laughs> like? There's really no. So like, quick. Th- does it matter? Like this is like this is why it's dangerous, right? Because Sam has gone through like fifteen profiles. I've already gone through fifteen real, profiles, real and I'm not, I'm not really even looking, no. right? Like I'm just like, like what's the point? You know, I could do this. Oh, she's cute, you know. But what are we really looking for right now? Like, is this serious dating? This I mean, can't be serious dating. Yeah, I guess that's, that's. I'm making eye contact with you right now while yeah. I'm swiping. I'm not even looking. <laughs> like what? Like what is this profile picture? She's like got no clothes on. I mean, she got some clothes on, but. You know, what is, it's like, if you saw this photo first, her next photo of her sitting normally and smiling, mm-hmm. and or you saw this with, like, some decent lighting, like, this is a great profile picture. Like, right. this one is. Group photos suck, because I don't know which one it is. Right. But then you come up with this one first. What kind of message is this one sending versus this one? It's totally different. Trying to get your attention. And it works, right? <laughs> so, so her picture, her picture, she's got like this midriff on, right? She's got basically her entire stomach is showing. Yeah. And it might as well just be a bikini, right? It might yeah. as well just be a bikini top. Look at this, Jessica. I'm everything a man wants. I have two arms, two legs, all my teeth, and I can read. I enjoy long walks to the refrigerator. Like, okay, I see what you're doing here. Boom, I get behind that. That's a like. It's a like. Maybe I mean she's cute. She's definitely cute. I don't know which one this is, and I don't have time to figure that out. <laughs> you know, it's just like, what is Tinder all about? Is this is Tinder serious? 
Like this is this is this is ridiculous, you know? Yeah. So it, and, I, and the it just it doesn't like, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. <laughs> like not like it there's nothing there. So so let's get back to the article I guess a, a bit more. Um Yeah, no. I I I took us far away. Nothing matter. So Let's talk. What was this? What trying to figure out what people want? Yeah, I, I guess that's the hard. That's the hard thing. Like when, I guess what I wonder is if there's a, because finding out what people want, right? What you want, and still the correlation between Tinder and the all these other dating apps. Does it make you too selective? Does it make a person too selective, based on, just yeah. because you're flying through so many yeah. profiles, you're you're just getting a quick snapshot, and and so every decision people, I just made. Based on you as a person, your entire life it was just in a quick picture. Quick picture, less Hard, than a second. Hardly looking at, hardly, hardly reading any of the words. I didn't read nothing. Just, I read so. it because I actually tapped into it. <laughs> that wasn't by design. Yeah, it was a mistake. So, one of the things that that uh, uh, what's, what's her name, Jen Doll? Yeah. One of the things that she had mentioned was how lots of women are looking for, uh, like a, a hard worker, but they're also looking for someone who's passionate. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously, good looking and stuff. Check right? all the boxes, right? Check all the boxes, right? But then you actually go on a date with this person, and he's kind of boring. Like he's not. He, there's there's no drama. Everyone everyone talks about how they don't like drama. They don't want drama in their lives, right? I don't like I don't like going out with people who bring up drama. Yeah, no no one wants drama, but drama makes things exciting at the same time. And so that's kind of what she was getting at, at least for the women's point of view. Yeah, is, is okay. That they're looking. They're they're. They always end up gravita- gravitating towards the quote unquote bad guy. In the beginning, they do. I yeah. think in their twenties, they do. Right, but that's also what that's kind of what entices you or entices them to these people. Mm-hmm. And then they they and then at least from from uh, the the author's point of view, she's saying that women, most of the women that she knows, or at least she is single, is because these people kind of suck. And anytime they, anytime that they find their, you know, the Mister Nice Guy, he's too boring for them. So they, the women are the ones who don't end up asking for a second date, yeah. and so they end up, they basically end up wanting the personality traits of this nice guy. But at the same time, they still want some of that bad guy type of personality. Yeah. I think it's the excitement. It's not so much drama. It's the excitement. Yeah, I guess it's just stuff happening. I mean. It, the question is: Do you find do you find waking up on a Saturday morning and laying in bed with this person for five hours fun, or do you want to go out to the bars? You know, like I feel like a lot of people say they want the stability of the, the laying in bed. Maybe not necessarily going out to the bars, but just going out and doing something mm-hmm. like every weekend. And that's a lot. That's a lot to keep up with. So when you were saying earlier, you got to show your best. You got to be your best. Is that the real you? Which is again another thing that we talked about. I, either a week or two ago. Yeah. Like, what is the, really the real you? Because as soon as you start hamming things up, as soon as you... I don't want to say you're being fake, but as soon as you start hamming things up to a level that you don't normally do, you build an expectation in that other person's mind for your normal life. And as soon as you kind of lock things down, you decide that you want to be stable, then you stop going out to those romantic dinners, you stop taking the person out to, you know, on these vacations, and then... That person's like, well, that's not exactly what I thought I was getting myself into. Sure. Well, all right. So you just threw a lot out. There. I know. I put a lot out. Um, let's 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 sort of go back. I think from a selection process, 
people just have to start I think people as they start to date more they realize what they're ready for and what they're not ready for what they're down for what they're not down for you can say like I remember going to dinner with a good friend of mine Lauren and it was a great dinner uh and one of the things was she like tell me what you're looking for in a woman you know I'm looking for someone who's who's smart and you know driven so that's why she goes you sure you want those things? Because a lot of people say they want those things. Right. But do you want, in this case, like she goes, do you want a woman who's never at home? Who's coming home later than you are? Who's not going to be there to cook meals for you? Like, are you, would you rather have that? Would you rather have somebody who you came home to? There's nothing wrong with that. You want what you want. Right. There's really nothing wrong with what what you like. Because this is what you like and life is long, right? If you want a person who's going to clean the house and have dinner waiting for you. There's a lot of people that are willing to give that up or, or give that to you. There's other people who aren't. So you better figure out real quick what kind of lives you want to live. So that's a selection process that I think is is something that only comes through after dating for a little bit. Right. But in order to get to that sort of established place of it's hard enough to get selected by somebody or to find somebody on Tinder or whatever these dating apps are nowadays. Right. Well, it's just saying dating in general. Yeah, we'll right? say dating in general. So, all right, now you've gone. It's almost like the I think of it as like the NFL draft process, right? Like you got all these people who are barely, um, like most of the world. I think is just let's just imagine this like sort of college athlete, like the D one football player, mm-hmm. big program. There's a lot. There's enough people in school. That's your general population. How small of a percentage of all of the college students around the country are D1 football players at like a story program, right? That's a percentage. Right. So I'm not. I'm not trying to scare people, but it's just you go from people who are everyday people, and they got like creme de la creme. Right. In sports, so I'm only using sports as a yeah, as a measure stick. Yeah. Right. I'm not talking about people like Joe Mixon who who beating on women. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, and then from that point on, all right, great, you got selected. Now you now you look at yourself. You're a football player. Great. You you you've connected with somebody. Like that's hard enough as it is. And then it's, you're going through the draft process. Now you're trying to figure out like, oh, do you like me? Do I like you? That's dating, right? Right. And it's like, all right, well, maybe you found something you can go on a few dates with. Then you got selected by the NFL team. It's like, oh my god, this is great. How many people get to say they, they do that, right? Right. You're dating somebody. You're going to know each other. And how, how, how are you going to make it? Make it is like you become an all-star on that team, right? It's like I'm just trying to – I know the analogy doesn't work as well as I'd like to, but it's sort of the percentages of you keep going smaller and smaller and smaller until right. you find that one person. You're narrowing it down. Yeah. So but, you the Kobe Bryant or the Lakers. Exactly. But the, the idea is from the very beginning, everyone's open. And but technology's allowed it so that and before it was I only got to see this much, right? Like way back when right. it was you got married to people within a four block radius because that's all I ever had access to. Right. But now technology has made it so I have access to the entire spectrum. Yeah, you got the whole. So world. there's always that fear of missing out, right? That FOMO where it's all right. Well, you know this person's nice, but what if there's better? And that's that fear, right? People don't leave well enough alone. So at what point can you really settle? Is it settle is such a weird word, though. I know, I know, but I don't think it, I don't think settle I don't think it's a bad word. I don't think it's a bad word, but there's a negative connotation to it. But That's what I'm talking I mean, about. I don't mean settle in terms of you know just you know you know what I'm tired of looking. Yeah, I'm just going to take what I have right now. I just mean what point is what point is really good enough? 
Like, what point are you curious enough about? And I, I know this is not this. I'm not really asking you. This is more of just a general. Uh, it's, it's more of a hypothetical. Just a yeah. Just can can you really find good enough? Like the best the the best that you're willing to the best that you're willing to let go or not let go. I guess. It's a great question. Because you're, I'm sure you meet a ton of great people with great yeah. personalities who look fantastic, but there's still that little, you know, curiosity that you have to say, well, maybe maybe there's something a little bit better. Do you do you really let that person go? I mean, I let people go in the past because I just saw down the road it wasn't going to work out. Like there was a lingering thing that, um, I don't know if that's going to be something that I'm going to be okay with. But who's to say that I won't be okay with it? down the road what if I grow to like it right, right? but are like willing, I'm, I'm, are you willing to find out am I willing to find out and right now no right there was a uh, I mean there were people in the past this year that we were by all accounts health in a health decently healthy relationship but for some reason I just cut it short I just said you know what I don't think I don't think this is it I don't think I don't think you're the one I'm looking for. And in that in that sense too, it wasn't like a specific thing that you could point to. Right. I'm not gonna say, but I'm also not gonna say it was like a je ne sais quoi where it's uh ah, it's something. I can't put my finger on it. Right. But I know that you're not the one. Right. Yeah, I think there were some pretty distinct things to me at this moment in my life that I go, I'm looking for something else. You're not giving it to me. So to me it's always okay. It's about knowing what you want. We've talked about trying to figure out how to know what you want. But then it's, all right, now that you know, let's just assume that we know what we want. It's about going out there and getting it. Um, not in like an aggressive way, but in more of like a putting yourself in a... You're coming with me. Just yeah, you're coming with me. This isn't Uzbekistan, which where I think it was Uzbekistan or something like that, where they have this, uh, the, the kidnappings, where like the, the male family will like kidnap the, the woman and like the all of the f- women in that... Uh, uh, feature groom's family like get her ready to get married like it's a whole thing yeah I'm not making this up um but I also don't know if it's in Uzbekistan but I know it's in the stands alright that's all you need to know stands. um that's all you need to know no um oh jeez where was I going with this I totally lost oh knowing what you want no, yeah. and going out there and getting it right the idea is to put yourself in the best per- position to be uh like something that's desirable for people so for me this year, that was getting in shape. That's that's going to the gym and being healthy. I think it's one. It's like one thing to want to live a healthy lifestyle. There's nothing to realize. If I'm looking at these women and I'm like, you know what, you got a flat stomach, you got a good body. That's why I'm, I'm interested. Is the reverse not true? Is the reverse not true? Right. It's like we can't judge ourselves by our intentions, but other people by their actions. Right. Right. You, it, you got to cut it both ways. So if I know that other people are really healthy looking and they're not looking for somebody who's like soft or pudgy or whatnot, then that's something I got to do. So that's why I went to the gym as hard as I, I did this year. Trying to get my mind right, trying to get my body right. That's just the way the game is being played. Right. You if, if you're if you're a woman or a man and you want somebody who's got like the perfect physique, but you don't have the perfect physique, why do they want you? If that's if. Because that's something that they might want as well, right? Taking care of your body is a big deal. It's something that a lot of people take a lot of pride in. So if you want someone who's got like a six-pack abs or a flat stomach or a big butt or whatever, like, or, or a toned waist, all this stuff, then they're a hot commodity and a lot of people want that. So why are they picking you? 
If you're saying, oh, I'm going to go on a diet, but I'm going to go on a diet tomorrow. I'm going to eat pizza tonight again. Or, oh, I'm supposed to go to the gym, but I'm too tired or, 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 or I'm too lazy or I'm not driven. That's fine. That's your life. But then why are these other people going to want you if we're, if dating nowadays is, for better or worse, so physically driven to say, I like you? Because how is your personality going to show through? If you might have the world's best personality, but if you look like a slob, you dress like a slob, uh, it, you're, you're asking a lot of somebody else to say, I can see through all that. Right. To, to swipe. To right? swipe right. Right. To swipe right. Right. Because a lot of people are fundamentally good people. You know, there's a lot of like, there's a little heavy overlap, but still, there's still got to be attraction, right? And attraction comes on like, almost a biological level. So you like what you like. But... If they don't like you and what you got, then that's that's a one-sided affair. You you don't have anything. So I think what Jen Dahl was saying in the uh, in the article is women want everything. They're not willing to put the work in. You gotta start putting the work in. If if you want a guy who's looking a certain way and you know that person likes women that look a certain, way, I'm not saying change yourself for somebody, but just realize that if you want a certain somebody, you gotta put yourself in the best position to succeed at trying to find that right. Yeah. I know because earlier you were saying, well, what if you're with somebody and they're they're all try hard in the beginning? And it's like, oh, well, now that we're serious, like we stop going out. You and know? that happens a lot. It happens, happens all the all time. time. It happens all the time. But it's also realizing that people grow, people change. And when you get with, and you, when you become with a, a couple with somebody, you want to change together. You want to be there knowing that, because that old article we said was like, I'm marrying you now. I don't know what you're going to be like in 20 years. You could have all of these uh, epiphanies. Right. And if I'm there too, maybe I'll have the epiphany. But what if I don't? What if through no fault of anyone, you start become, you start changing and, the, and your partner starts changing. You start changing differently. And then you just realize, oh, I don't like the direction you're going in. Right. You're, there's nothing you can do. different people. You just become different people. Yeah. Because you are your own person. And as you get older... All of the world's experiences and life's experiences are going to mold you to a certain way. So when you're with somebody, you just got to hope that, okay, the attraction brought you from across the bar to each other. That's important, right? Physical attraction is very important. I think a physical aspect of the relationship is super important to the health of that relationship. But then you got to realize, all right, a body's a body at the end of the day. I am not. I can't marry you for your 26, 27-year-old body, right? Because that's not going to be there forever. That's just a fact of time, right? Right. Um, now it's like, okay, what, what is important to you from a personality perspective? Do you want a woman who's funny, who's driven, who's honest? Like, what are you looking for? And if, if she has those things, then we can start to build a, see if there's a foundation, like sort of like kick the sticks, right? Like, mm, is this, is this what I'm looking for? If it is, that's great. Then let's build a house together. But if it's not, that's when you start going through like, I don't know if this is the right place to build a house. I don't know if we're going to be happy here. And I think technology is just... It's like a double-edged sword, like I said earlier. You get the whole gamut now. Like, I, like, look at all the women we just went through. We went through maybe, what, 30 women? 30 women in two minutes, not even? Yeah. So it's like, uh, okay. Um, those are 30 women I, I would... Honestly, I've never gotten the chance to meet if those apps weren't existing because they're out of my normal uh, route, right? My, my Just my life route. Right. But now these apps allow the the branches to just sort of like sweep up a ton more and be like, all right, well, you can connect with this person if you want. 
Yeah. It's tough, man. It's a tough it's game tough. out there, dude. Cause I, it's tough. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that I didn't have to deal with these apps. Yeah. Because I feel like it's just so much, so much more work. But, um, yeah. At this point, we're probably gonna have to switch gears because we probably could do a full well, episode about this. Well, before we do that, all right. The last thing I have is the uh, the age old question of is it better to date someone that you've been friends with first, or is it better to date someone brand quote unquote brand new? I think the thing with dating someone that you've been friends with first allows it, it's just kind of like a pre screening process. Yeah. You already know you already know a ton about this person. Yeah. Um, you know, they're obviously they're they're the things that you could see that you would write on a on a random profile page, right? You know their hobbies and who their friends are, who they like to hang out with, blah blah blah. But yeah. what you also get from being friends with this person are more of their their feelings towards uh Towards things, their their opinions. You learn how they deal with uh, with stress. You learn how they deal with success, and that's the nice thing about about dating a friend. Now, unfortunately, what what a lot of people are afraid of when it comes to dating a friend is losing that friend. Because if you do come together in a relationship and things don't work out, yep, it's tough to go back. It's to super that tough. Level. Can you ever go back? Some people say they can. I've, I mean, I've I've hardly done any dating, so yeah. I can't really say for sure. I've had friends. I've had really close friends say, if you were close friends, you should be able to go back. You gotta want to go back. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on on how long you were dating. I mean, I dated someone in high school for like a month. Yeah, and I still talk to her every now and yeah. again. You know, so but that's not. But, like, but the like, gravity of that situation was a right, lot lower. That, that, yeah, that was high school. Yeah, we like went on a one date. You know, yeah, it was it was hardly a thing. It was by by high school standards, maybe you would call it a girlfriend. Yeah. But today I wouldn't call that anything. Today you let's just say today you're you you're good friends with some girl for like years, right? Right. Decide there's a mutual attraction. That's great. You start dating, start sleeping together, start having a real a, a normal functioning relationship. Yeah. A year goes by, two years go by, then you realize. What if I don't want to spend the rest of my life with this person? What if through through two years of being in a romantic relationship, you find out, you know what? It's not what I signed up for. You got these things that you do that I just don't like. Yeah, it's just not working for you. Right. And Can you it, go back? I don't... It's tough. If it's not a mutual thing, I just can't see... I can't see a way that you... Is can it healthy? It. I don't know how you really even have that mutually, uh, unless yeah. the person, unless the other person feels the same yeah, way. Yeah, maybe it's like, you know what, I think, you, you know, I'm not but, feeling this. Like, oh, great, you're saying that too. I'm not feeling this too. But, that's that's such a small percentage, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, what you... I The way a lot of people see it is, oh, wow, you've I've committed two years of my life to you, and I feel a really, I feel a really strong connection to you. Apparently, you don't feel it back from me. So have I just wasted two years of my life? So this is two years of my life that I could have spent looking for the yeah, from, absolutely. For the real but that's that's dating right? in general, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, it, that's dating in general. So even if it wasn't, if it was a friend, can you still go back? And I guess it depends point, on what party you are. Are you the one that felt something, or if you didn't? Because if you didn't feel something, is it fair to say oh, I still want to be friends? I also want you in my life, knowing that person has feelings. So you're dangling this in front of the other person. Like, can you just break up with somebody after dating for that long? Be like, I, I want to be friends now. Yeah. It's like, ah, uh, we used to sleep together. Right. Like, the we intimacy share. level was so much higher back back then. Right. Now we're cutting all that. We're shutting the door on that. We're coming back down. Right. Can we can we even do this still, knowing we did that? I think it's just a it's a case-by-case sure. basis. Sure. It absolutely I is. I would say in general. I would say in general, it's unlikely. But... I say in people, general, it's tough. People could make it work. 
you got to do your best to make but it, it work depends, sure. It depends on the people. It it depends on the people, and it depends on what what the relationship was. Yeah. Because if if it like if it was you know someone who cheated, probably not going to be friends. You know. Yeah. If, if uh, you decided that you're just not feeling you're not feeling this person the way you feel that you should be feeling them, and and maybe they feel the same way, or maybe they don't. Maybe in those particular cases, it could work out. Yeah. But I feel like some some extremes is just unlikely. I'm uh, for the new year. I'm trying to do this thing now where I'm going to be going on more dates with people. Yeah, cutting it off at one doesn't seem like the best course of action. Remember that girl recently who said that she wasn't into video games? Right, we but, talked about that a few yeah, weeks ago. Um, and then I was like, well, that's that was really wasn't the reason why I broke up with her. I think or not broke up with her, just didn't see just her didn't again. Just didn't bother. Yeah. Um, I think it was just more along the lines of, well, you're also like allergic to all these things, and like, okay. <laughs> Like, she, like, from a food perspective, she was allergic to nuts and she was allergic to shellfish. And, like, I eat all those things. And it's, like, it sounds really dumb when you say shellfish plays a big role in my life. But I find a lot of joy eating shellfish. It's just the, are you willing to, are you willing to even bother going through the added complexity of having to avoid purchasing nuts and shellfish yeah. or, or eating those at, at a restaurant? Yeah. Because you don't have a real, there's, there's nothing tying you down right now. There's nothing. If you were to leave, that's fine. She's not going to feel any type of way, right? Yeah. She's not going <laughs> to... So, yeah, that's fine. Right. So, um, maybe... my uh, This girl that I do dinner and movie with, um, she's been giving me a lot of good advice about... You know, I, I went on one date. I wasn't really feeling it, but I'm going to go on a second date. Because you never know. It's so much pressure to put on the initial meet. Like, hey, you've got 30 minutes right. to knock it out of the park. Impress me. Right. Does this become a job interview? It's kind. Of, it kind of sounds like well, it, it's it, like it, a dual job interview, right? It is a dual job interview. It, you're. <laughs> but so should we be making all these grand uh, decisions based on thirty minutes or an hour, or should we throw give it a little bit more time? To see, see and that's how. That's my question. For, that's my question for everyone who's dating, and and it doesn't seem like there's a real good answer because, like you're saying, why waste my time when it didn't go well, right? Yeah. And you already know what you want, and if she doesn't have it, then why wait? Why continue? Yeah. It, depending on what depending on what that is, but like, yeah, I mean, sometimes you just meet up with someone, and they just sometimes you meet up with someone, and they just have a terrible personality. Why? Why? Right. Why continue? But right. sometimes you meet up with someone, and they had a really bad day, and it can be hard to judge someone just based off of that, especially if they tell you that they had a bad day. Yeah. Do you even bother like saying, okay, well? Maybe like is it is is it really worth it? I don't. I have no idea. I don't have the answer. I don't have any of these answers. You don't have the answers, Sway. No, I don't have any answers to these questions. This is not just. This is not just a symptom of of the online dating. Mm-mm. You know, this is this is this has persisted for years. At least people want from like the Western style yeah. dating that we do, right? Where people want to know for, now. Yeah, people want to know. Are you going to be the one? And I think I've done a good job myself of mentally extracting myself. Out of that uh, view, that trap, I think of if we meet for the first time, you got to be the one. Are you serious right now? I right. just met you. Right. How am I supposed to know all these different things about you? Solely. Right. That I'm going to need to know to figure out if I'm going to start measuring you. Like, the the is that going to work? I don't know anything about you. Right. And we're both putting on a good face for each other, right? Yeah. So you might say like, oh, I, I love kids, just to keep the conversation going. Right. Down, I'm, I'm not having kids. <laughs> but you're not trying to torpedo it. Right. Because we can always come back to that, right? It's like stuff that we can come back to. And who's to say, like, this is a non-starter for me? How old are you? Right? 
What do you mean it's a non-starter for you? Right. It could be. It could. It might not be. There are certain things, obviously, like, oh, do you are you abusive? That's a non-starter for me. I get that. But <laughs> so then it's gonna come out. Just so you know. Just so you know. Just, uh, I like to. Start. I like to hit people. Yeah, I like to hit things. Open palm though. You'll be okay. Walk <laughs> it off. Um, but like stuff like that. Obviously, we're taking the uh, the super obvious ones out. Right. It's like oh. I'm a vegetarian. What if your soulmate's a vegetarian, right? To me, it's like, is she still my soulmate? Because I eat, like, I, I don't have any food restrictions. But hypothetically, in this world, what if everything you wanted, right? Beautiful woman, beautiful family that she comes from, great personality, going to be your best friend in life, right? All that stuff out of the park. Like, she is perfect. She's a vegetarian. Or she's a vegan, or like some like inane little thing that has a fundamental uh, effect on her life. How, are you gonna be able to like in a world where you know? Yeah. You know what? She's great. You know, we we view this world the same way. We want the same things. Like we we click on everything. But she's a vegan. She's a vegetarian. She doesn't want me in the house. She just <laughs> me, you know all that stuff was like. Yeah. See, that's when it becomes a, that's that's where it can become a problem. It depends on how much you're willing to deal with. Like, but this woman's going to be the perfect partner for you in life. But but, but no meat. I mean, does... Obviously, I'm like yeah, being no. facetious to be facetious yeah. right now, but it's... To say that she's... Yeah, to say that she's the perfect person. But she's going to be the perfect still, person. And still not, not yeah. allow you to eat meat. Like, there is... Yeah. There, it's just it's stuff just, like that, though. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like... Then you got to figure out, call them full circle. It's like, well, what are you looking for? Are you looking for people to fulfill all those things? What if you find the person that does? But now you find it's a new thing. They're like, do you really care about whether or not you're eating meat for the rest of your life? I don't know. Do, do you? Right? And if you do, then maybe this person doesn't work out. But then you would know, <laughs> oh, man, I let a good one go. But, I mean, she doesn't eat meat. It's like, all right, well, I get it. You eat meat. You love going to steakhouses. You're not going to give that part up. It's like, all right, but, you know, hypothetically, you just gave up a lifetime of happiness. Because you wanted to eat a steak. It's like, it's, so that's the price of the steak then. <laughs> that's the price of whatever is a non-starter for you, right? right. That is uh, the reasons when you when you start doing credits and debits for the relationship. Go, all right, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. Ideally, is there's things I love and there's quirks. There's stuff that we're working on or like stuff that is not a big deal for me. It's like you excel in different things than I do. So like you might not like to do laundry, your partner loves to do laundry, or I do all the dishes because my you know my partner doesn't like doing dishes. But then your partner cooks. It's like okay, there's like you become a team, right? It's like a high functioning unit together. It's not just like oh we're in love and love's gonna pay the bills. It's like no, love doesn't pay the bills and love doesn't get you through the day. You know, there's like all these other things that need to go along with love. Love's the reason why we're in this conversation, right? So, 2017, trying to figure out what are those non-starters. Trying to do a better job of also not letting those potential non-starters also get in the way of things like well what if we can work on that because i know plenty of people who used to be hardcore vegetarians for religious reasons or last reasons now they're eating meat like a lot of things in those life are fluid right. you just got to realize what they are and if you're okay with them being fluid and also recognizing that sometimes those non-starters are not like sometimes somebody has a viewpoint at the beginning and it changes, like you said earlier, right? Sometimes we divert, sometimes we move away from each other. Yeah. And that's what makes that's what makes finding this life partner tough, man, because there's a lot of there's a lot of faith that goes into it. Yeah. So faith is a great word. Faith in, in a non religious way, but just yeah, yeah, that's... 
faith in the process. Right. And in in your in your bond, in your partnership. And I mean, ton, a lot of times things don't match and you also have to be okay with, you know, if she if she wants to be a vegetarian and she's not going to budge, is that is that something that you want to deal with? Yeah. Or whatever that yeah. would be, right? Whatever but, the hypothetical is. Yeah. Anyway. Are we, right. are we ready to switch gears now? I think let's switch gears. All right. All right. So, While we switch gears, let's just make sure that all the spoiler alert warnings yeah. are going up. Yeah. It's a brand new movie. Just it's a brand new out. movie. It came out, what, a week ago? Something like that. Probably a week ago. A yeah. week and a half ago. Yeah. So we're, we're We gonna... just saw it. Yeah. IMAX 3D. Uh, what did you think of the theater? Great theater. Great theater. For me, and you, you mentioned this when you walked in, but I love strong or great quali- sound quality yeah. during a movie. And so there's... I've told you about this. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but there's this old theater in Newark, Delaware. They, they, they're they actually bringing it back. Hopefully, they upgrade the sound system because you can get like a $5 ticket to a movie there, just uh-huh. regular price. That, yeah. was, that was their standard price. But their sound system was atrocious. It, it it always felt like they just had like one sound bar at the front of the theater and that's oh, it. Oh, wow. No like speakers behind you, nothing around. Yeah. And so you end up sitting in these theaters and, you, and you're just you're, – you're not – and you don't feel – like you're a part of the environment right. of this film. And I love going to movie theaters because they blast the sound. You, I, I love watching movies at home on my computer, on my TV, whatever it is. But something about going to the movie theaters. You go to the to, movies. For me, it's about the sound. Yeah. You, you're just, it's it's there. Like the big screen, whatever. I got I got like a 40-inch TV. Yeah. You know, you can get Aspect ratios, all that get, stuff. You can figure you can it out. You that yourself. But for the movie theater, they just blast the sound. I mean, Can't fake that fun. sound. Yeah. Can't fake sound. Yeah. Especially yeah. IMAX sound. Especially IMAX sound. Yeah. yeah. And I don't really care for 3D movies. That's I don't thing. either. Like, for, for me, 3D movies, they're more of like a gimmick. I for, like, after some point, there's nothing like coming at me that yeah. really matters, you know? Like, at the very beginning when they're showing the previews, I'm like, oh, yeah, look at the words. This preview is, you know, rated by the MPA. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah I could see the shadow. It's The words are kind of moving. Don't care. Me, right? And then as soon as the preview's finished and the movie starts, it's, it's not even a thing anymore. There was one particular part of the movie where someone's pointing a gun, right? And the gun is so out of focus, like you can only see his face, and the sun, the gun is so out of focus, but the gun's kind of extending past the screen towards yeah. you. But like it's blurry. I'm just like it, this it is, doesn't yeah, right. Yeah. This is a poor application of 3D. Right. I think 3D. I would have liked to just watch a standard IMAX movie for yeah. this. Yeah. Um. I guess I don't know why people are just doing like IMAX 3D. Maybe you can jack up the prices. I Overall, guess. I like the movie. Yeah. It was a lot darker than I thought it was going to be. I knew nothing about Rogue One going in. I knew nothing until I listened to a podcast uh, yesterday, one of Bill Simmons' podcasts. It was spoiler-free. They were talking about the movies, and they were saying, yeah, it's a lot darker than I thought. It's, it's, but it's, it's a war movie. Like, if you want a general idea as to what it is, if you haven't seen it and you're still listening for some reason, yeah. it's a war movie. It is a war movie. It is a sci-fi war movie between, like, uh, one group that sort of runs the galaxy right, and another, like, fledgling group. Yeah. The rebels, the rebel alliance, just trying to, trying to make it work. And the the movie falls in between the recent one. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, it, it falls episode three, three and four, and four in a new hope. So like right. the last uh, one where uh, we find out about Darth Vader, right. who used to be and, Anakin Skywalker. Right. Spoiler alert on that one. Spoiler apparently. alert. Yeah. Right. Before <laughs> no. the New Hope, yeah. which is. Uh, which is the original, original, original first one, first right? Star Wars movie. So it so goes, from the 70s. it goes, 
uh, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Right. How many uh, how many Death Stars have been destroyed by at this point? Two. Uh, during this movie? Uh, Before this movie? But after episode six. Oh, ap- ap- after episode six, two. So the first one is in four, right? The first one's in four. They destroy it at the end of four. Mm-hmm. Empire and Strikes then, Back start rebuilding they, it. They're rebuilding it. It's built. And in, I, in six, and Return of the six. Jedi is when it's like built and then they... And then they blow it up again, I guess. Okay. And so this movie is the... It's focuses on... So if you're listening because you don't care about spoilers... We're going to give you all the spoilers. Yeah, I'll just tell you. Basically, the movie focuses on this girl. She's the daughter of the, of the scientist who was originally working with the Imperials to build a Death Star. They need him back. So they, they recruit him back or they basically tell they him, they force yeah, him to come they pick back. him up. And uh, she she escapes. The daughter escapes. Yeah. And this guy has been working for 15 years yeah. on the Death Star. And at this point in the movie that we're watching, the Death Star is completed. Yeah. And they're finally run a test run on it where they blow up a planet. And They don't blow up a planet. They blow up a city. They blow, they blow up a city. Fine. Yeah. They blow up a city. Cool effect, by the way. The wall, the wave of stone. Yeah. That's pretty dope. That almost reminded me of uh, Star Trek, where they put the little red dot right. thing into uh, into the planet. Right. I mean, I know that sort of creates a black hole or whatever. I don't know how that technology worked. But this was nice because it, you could feel the shock wave go out. Right. It's like, oh, okay, well, I understand that this is like, as the shock wave goes out this way, I'm sort of gesticulating right now. The uh, the stone out on the outside of the shockwave tried to wave out, right. which was really cool. Forrest Whitaker, though, that man was in the movie for like what? What, what would you say? How many? How the, many the minutes first, of screen time? five minutes of the screen time. First time? act only. Yeah, he. We see him briefly at the very beginning. Yeah, and then comes back in half hour, forty five yeah. minutes later. He's there for a couple of minutes, gives a little bit of dialogue. I love his voice in the movie. Yeah, same. That was really cool, how, how he created that voice. But yeah, I mean, the joke that you made on the way out was, yeah, Forrest looked at his contract and realized, oh, you ain't paying me nothing. Yeah, he, his manager signed the contract for him. Yeah. He looked at how much he was getting paid, and he was like, nah, we're not doing that. Nah, y'all, like, y'all can't afford me. To me, his death made no sense. His like, death made no he sense. To. He just basically goes, well... You know, I fought my battle. Yeah, and I can't. I'm too tired to fight anymore. Yeah, but like, dude, you, it. All you have to do is get on the get in the car. Get, yeah, get in the car. Get in the car. Get in the car and man, you're you're, you're telling me you're the extremist. Right. We're coming to you because you're crazy, and you're just gonna give up now because right. you met the girl that you took care of a long time ago. That was such a breaking logic. Yeah, I I just I felt like he could stay. He could stay yeah. around. I mean, it, it was really just like a going down with the ship type of thing. You yeah. Know? It, he lost the fight is basically what how he was seeing guy. it. I think. I think that his 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 group of people, his fighters, have all just been annihilated, or yeah. they're about to be annihilated. His means of escape is there. He can get in the spaceship and 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 fly away. But he felt like, well, you know what? I gave them my fight. I tried to fight them, and this is their what? This is their nuclear bomb. They're dropping it on me. I'm going down with the ship because. Yeah. So this is the the big uh, I'm showing Reza right now. They bring a guy back who uh, is Peter Cushing, who played one of the uh, original um, guys in like their old Star Wars. Um, let's see, yeah, he he did some stuff in the old old Star Wars. Who died in '94? They create a CGI of him in this movie. 
And when he came on screen, you could tell immediately he was CGI. Because, like, it's sort of the, uh, yeah, the, uh, the human, like, uncanny valley test. Like, humans are just known, like, the, the way that we test whether or not something's healthy or real or alive is your skin. And you could tell immediately his skin was too shiny. You're like, wait a second. Like, skin is like, alright, it's opaque, but it's not. Because it absorbs light and also bounces it back. It's shiny, but it's not. It's also not dull. And uh, when Peter Cushing's on screen, it's like, yeah, dude, that's fake as hell. I didn't think it was atrocious. Okay. But but yeah, you can when when you who was worse, like well, Peter Cushing or Leia? <laughs> well, I think what had you not mentioned it to me, I may have not noticed. Oh, okay. I wasn't looking for that. Okay. And so when you said it, that's when I was like, oh yeah, that's interesting. Like you can, I can at the very beginning of it. I wasn't really like, oh yeah, that's you know that's CGI. I knew he looked familiar. Mm-hmm. So th- I'm all. So I have, also have to give the disclaimer that I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan in the world. Yeah. I saw my first. I saw the Star Wars movie for the, movies for the first time when I was a sophomore in college. Yeah. So this is 2008 or 2009. Did I you think. do four, five, six, one, two, three, or one, two, three, yeah, four, five, six? Four, five, six, one, two, three. My friends. Some of my friends, when they found out that I'd never seen them, were like, oh, that's that can't stand. Yeah. So I think we did, over the course of three weeks, maybe, we did like Friday, Saturday, um, episodes four, episode five, then episode six, episode one, something like that. Okay. They weren't even really interested in showing me the episodes one, two, three, but they showed them to me anyway just because they felt like I should see them. Yeah. Now, I did see episode three in theaters um, in high school when it came out. Okay. But I had already... like. Star Wars, it's it, it been around, obviously, for so long. Yeah, you know. I know, you know, I know who Darth Vader is. I know that yeah. I know is Luke's father and this and that. So, like, none of that was, like, a huge surprise to me. But actually seeing the film for what it was and getting an appreciation for the characters, the silliness of, of various things. Yeah. Um, but when I when he comes out, like when we see him, I didn't it didn't it didn't hit me immediately. Okay. But it was toward the end of the scene when he like turns back around, yeah. and looking at the Death Star. I was like, yeah, that does that's definitely CGI. Yeah, that doesn't like that guy doesn't look real. Yeah, but like we were talking about this when we were getting back into the car. Like I get I I, I get the appeal to show the original person, the original yeah. man, like the original figure, and they they did the same thing with with Princess Leia at the end. But I'm like, why don't they just recast it? Why bother? Why go out of the why go yeah. out of your way because I'm I'm watching the movie. I'm I'm aware that this is a movie. This is a film. These are actors portraying various characters. With Leia, I guess I can understand. She had like like two lines. Like she just yeah. said, you know, we have hope now or something yeah. like that, right? And they just show her. But for him, someone who has several lines throughout the movie, and they may have been able to do more with him. They may have been able to do more with him if they recasted him as a real person. You know? Yeah, I think the. It's easier for us to hold on to that logical continuation when you see the same guy. Yeah, it's a little bit harder when you break. Like, all right, this person's new. I gotta figure all this stuff out now. Like, oh, is he is he new or is he old? And it's uh, it's hard when you don't get like the before and after. Because in 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 this movie, you get the before and after for a couple of people. Right. Right. Like the Mads Michelson, who does a fantastic job in this movie. Um, like there's a star study cast for Rogue One. Yeah, it was Mads Michelson, Forrest Whitaker. You have uh, Felicity Jones was the main one. You still have James Earl Jones as the voice. James of Earl Jones Love is still that. in there. Uh, now, that's someone I can understand using his. You yeah, know, using the same. Voice, he's still right? he's still yeah. good. He's not in the he's not in the outfit or anything. No, he's good. So yeah, um, Donnie Yen's in this movie. I love Donnie Yen. That was my, definitely my favorite character yeah. in the movie. It was interesting because you saw 
like you saw a lot of sides of Donnie, but then I was reading these articles that Donnie's character could be gay, him and the other Asian dude. And it's like that's fine, but they could also just be really close friends. It doesn't like why, why are does people it matter? why that's, does it matter? So I didn't get to talk to you about this, but I have the same feeling. I'll let you continue. Yeah. To me it's just why does it matter? He can be gay, he doesn't have to be gay. He couldn't he can be gay. Right. Does him does his sexual orientation have any effect on the story? None. Why are we not explaining everyone's sexual orientation? Why does why are we writing that in? It, two friends, two it seemed lifelong friends. To me, it just seemed like they were friends. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed anything. I wouldn't have felt any other way. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter because there was that closeness doesn't need to be yeah. sort of belied on the fact that you know they're they're sleeping with each other. Right. Right. I mean, even at the very end, right? Yeah. There, there was no kiss. Right. It does, and and because it and, didn't matter. And what would have what would it have, it added, have added? Right, yeah, it wouldn't have added anything. Like, I think just the fact that these two men are really close is all that matters. Yeah, and you can take with it what you will. He can be gay. He doesn't have to be gay. They can be really close friends, or they or they are you know in a relationship. To me, it's just important the fact that all right, we saw these two men. They were really close in their dying moments, and that was all they needed. Yeah. Um. um. What else? Uh, the some people were saying that there were too many star battles, like the star star uh, starship battles. And I go, well, there really wasn't, right? There was only one big battle at the end. Yeah. Um. I thought there was a. I thought uh, one surprisingly deep moment or dark moment that I thought was happening was at the very end when they uh, they ask that one guy to fly his spaceship right into the. Star Destroyer that has no more power. Right. I thought that was a suicide mission. Yes. Yeah, I, I thought I was like, oh, this is like brace, he's like brace for impact. Brace for impact. I was like, take a heart out. Oh, I thought because that would have been interesting. I almost would have appreciated that more. Like this is how dire it's become. Right. We're sending people to 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 their deaths, like that. We and you know they don't have anybody left. Right. This like it's like oh you're just running into it and that and, and you're fine. Like you're a tiny spaceship. Right. Like to me, that makes sense. <laughs> it would have made more sense. Full speed, brace for impact. You get wiped out. Like you're, like I'm. I'm sort of using two hands. Like this is the thing that's yeah. losing power. This is the main star destroyer. They're too close to each other, and uh, they they drop the ion cannons on the one to knock out the power. Right. So the one's starting to drift. Right. right. This other tiny guy. What yeah, he should have done the was Corvette. Corvette. The hammerhead yeah. Corvette. Yeah. Right. You should have just full speed ahead. And in, to my mind, you get annihilated on impact but it's that momentum that pushes it in yeah how are you still alive you crashing into another guy you're tiny <laughs> that makes no sense yeah they felt like they crashed a little too hard like why don't they, they could have just made it like a much more gentle yeah a, like connection right reverse thrusters yeah hit it and then just full thrusters ahead yeah. start pushing it either way whatever um that tiny dude Remember that yeah, guy? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I forget. I don't know his name, I don't I don't know know his name but, him, but he was a little dude. I forgot about him. Yeah, you loved him. You, you said he was your favorite character. He's my favorite character in the entire movie because he's sitting there. It's almost like a uh, baby Groot. Yeah. Um, he's just so sitting nice. there, like you don't even see his legs because he's so short. This like furry dude that his legs are just like cartoon legs. He's sitting there with his big rifle. Yeah. And then he somehow made it through the skirmish, and then he's at the the Jedi, not Jedi, the the Rebel Council. Was he there? He was there at the oh, end. I didn't even know he was, at, he was at the main table, but he was at like a side table. Oh, you could barely wow. see his head. Oh, wow. I, I, I like you. Made it off of, uh, Dude, he's Ewok 2.0, man. <laughs> he might be actually Ewok 0. 0.1, because we didn't see Ewok at that point. Overall, I really liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, 
Dave Vader looked like a real villain in this movie. Right. Like, he uh, he emerges out of the tank, because that's where they're holding him, right? And that was almost like a crazy, with the red sort of Imperial Guard. Right. We, we very rarely get to see. He walks out, uh, super ominous. And I like how the music has always been Vader music, but it's like a, a modern twist to it. Right. And then at the very end, when he boards uh, the bomber, like, right. he goes to town on people. people yeah. No, I like that. Vader's a real villain. Yeah, I would I would love to see I would love to see a movie that focuses on on Vader's annihilation of the Jedi. Yeah. Well, I mean, they kind of show that in episode 3 with Order 66 where mm. uh all most of the Jedi around the world uh, around the galaxy get killed by the uh, the clone guys because the emperor calls it in. I like to see a redone. <laughs> a redo. Okay. Okay. No, I don't remember episode 3 very well, but I would yeah. I feel so. That's actually the and the, he goes to the temple and he kills all the Jedi kids. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the uh, maybe I should rewatch episode three. It's on TV all the time, but I tend, it, to, I, no, you I tend to just like miss it's, it. It's like a three-hour movie. My problem is it is it episode two where Anakin he kills the people that kill his mother, right? The same yeah. people. Yeah, and he comes back to Natalie Portman and he goes, "I killed them all." Like, you know, the women, the children, and she, like, continues to, like, caress them. And then they end up having a baby after that. No. Like, they get married. I'm like, uh, you just annihilated, like, you, you just massacred those yeah. people. They were defenseless. Come, and in, you just, come she, into war crime, that's what you did. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, oh, it's all right, baby. It's cool. I can yeah. understand. No. Can no. you? Because at the end that of... That's a non-starter uh, for me right there, Right? Sonny. That is a non-starter. Killing you, you women and children, Nas, you, you are so close-minded. Wait, you did what? Yeah. You you massacred people? No. Yeah. No. Massacre is in my in my in my not okay list. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the oldest ones. Anyways, go see the movie. Yeah. Great A lot of great locales, great effects, great actors all around. Very happy with the casting. So much diversity and it didn't seem like it was for the sake of diversity. I think it really like when they're around the table, sort of like um you really get a sense of oh, the Rebel Alliance is like all galaxy wide. I mean, sure. Right. There's, a, there's a few like stupid aliens in there, but whatever. Like, <laughs> I I just think that their their uh, network server, their location for sto- so basically they they're they're storing all these data on on all the imperial knowledge in this yeah. one building, and it's like this giant computer. It's basically a massive hard drive, right? Yeah. Full of multiple little hard drives. Yeah. And their like indexing system to like access data and then transmit it was so ridiculous to me yeah like they don't they don't have a way just to copy the data from where it was yeah they had to go grab it and then conveniently on the roof of the building it had a it had its own little receptacle its yeah. own little port which can be read and then transmitted from the top of the building you know i can't just transmit it from this console you just, you right just here can't read it yeah yeah you can't just read it maybe that was this fail safe for their system because maybe they, you know they got locked out but still yeah i was just i thought it would have been hilarious because she was saying, Stardust, that's it. That's it right there. Yeah. My dad named that for me. What if it wasn't? Maybe if it was just, what if it was just a coincidence and it was just a porno? You know? Yeah. Or, she, like, yeah. She, she transmits this up to the spaceships and they're looking at at this like, wait, what? Wait. All every, these people died? dead down there. Yeah. Me- <laughs> there's a massive like star battle right now. And right. You, you, why are you sending me porn right now? Right. How is this going to help? What is that? Am I supposed to watch the porn to yeah. figure out where the plans are? Are the plans in the porn reel on the table somewhere that we got to CSI enhance? Like, come on. Yeah. That, that, th- th- those little breaks in logic always get me. It's like, well, 
how did you know? Why would he name all different parts right. of a massive bureaucratic construction project? Right. Like all these weird names. Stardust. For yeah. your daughter, who you didn't even know if she was alive. Right. To, for her to be the one. Because he, he... I'm... I'm assuming if he knew, right, if she wasn't the one to go, if the Alliance said, all right, we're in, we're down, we're going to go attack this planet, yeah. and we're going to get that stuff, it's highly unlikely she would be the one that's actually accessing that data. Right. So we'd have these people sitting there on this computer for hours trying to access or trying to identify which of these files yeah. are the are the Death Star schematics. Unreal. But Anyways. Overall, overall fun movie. Most, go see the all, movie. All movies have the little silly cliches that I yeah. find annoying, but overall... I think, it's a great, oh, movie. A great movie. Go see so. it. It's a dark movie. Be prepared for that. But yeah. I think it's one of the, the best ones. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Alright, guys. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Have a happy holidays. Yeah, happy ho- happy holidays. We didn't say that. Ah, it don't matter. Alright, well, <laughs> if you guys are listening to this when it comes out, it'll be the day after after Christmas. Yeah, so Merry I hope Christmas. everyone has a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, because I guess that's before the next episode. Is it? Yes, right before the next episode. Oh, um, well, ha- well, Happy New, New Year's. New Year's on the first. Alright, well, you filthy animals. Alright, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. Yep. <laughs>